Remember that show that Bill Nye used to host, Machine Warriors or something like that? Robo Battles or something, and people would make fuck machines? Oh, yeah. What do you mean, fuck Bill Nye? Why Those fuck are like fraud, Robo Wars man. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, mighty Bill uh, Nye can go kiss my dairy. Bill dog. Nye, the science guy? Really? <laughs> Bill, He's not Bill, even a, Bill, He doesn't Bill, even have a Bill, PhD Bill. in science. Yeah, but he lives science, man. Like whatever. No, like, he's, he's the host of a kids science show. That's that he's done more for science than many scientists I know, man. The business boys, the business boys. Everybody loves the business boys. Business boys, the business boys. Hanging out with the business boys. Welcome everybody to another episode of The Business Boys. I forget what episode it is. I think it's 22. I'm excited. Uh, we got a guest on today, us, but you know, with me as always, uh, Spencer Air. Spence, how you doing, bro? I'm doing fantastic, Jimmy. Um, staying busy. I love it. Uh, super pumped for the show today, and uh, pumped to jargon with our guest. Do you want to introduce our guest? Why don't you introduce it? You're the host. Why do I have to do everything around here? (laughs) All right. So we have a great guest on today. Uh, His name is Michael Luck. He's a hell of a dude. Great guy. And uh, Mike, uh, why don't you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, Thanks, Joe. Kind words. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller over here. So uh, it's it's really happy to be on the podcast and excited to to talk with you guys today. bit about me, I work, in, I work in the sport industry, sports business. Uh, I work at Badminton Canada, so we manage athletes, we manage events, we manage brands. So uh, we might be talking a bit about sport today, so looking forward to it, boys, and thanks for having me. Yeah, we're good, some I good sporting it. fellows here. Mike puts the bad in badminton, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike, how do you feel about uh, Jimmy ripping on your uh, beer last episode? He gave it a hard time. Tough reviewer. You know what? Um... It was a mixed bag myself, you know. I didn't even know what the beer was. I took a gamble. Uh, it was all right, and you know, it's a hit. Or, it was a hit or miss beer, so <laughs> no hard feelings. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Well, uh, I, I'm drinking a green tea today. Uh, oh, Mike, you got an interesting concoction over there. I do. Um, recently discovered Fireball and ginger ale. Um, Ooh, interesting combination, fire. but it's. Highly recommended. It's like a dessert. Very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jimbo, are you drinking or Uh, are you already drunk? uh, Bit bit of both. Bit of both. Had a buddy over before. Shout out to my boy Steve. Um, Had a few beers before. So I decided to switch it up. I took a Guru with uh, a Romeo's Gin, which is, uh, you know, no endorsement, but it's a good gin, so I'm going to endorse it. It's from Montreal. It's got where, some do you, cool where do you get these liquors, man? You always what? have the randomest brands. Where do you get this stuff? The, the SAQ, man, is in gins. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you can, um, if you guys want to pick it up, it's a cool-looking bottle. Romeo's Gin. It's delicious. Made here in Montreal. Support lo- localness. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> are, we, uh, are we not doing our plan from two weeks ago? What was our plan from two weeks ago? I thought we were going to legally smoke. Is that not happening? Oh, well, they're fucking sold out, bro. Oh, I I, I got some. I ended up getting some. Oh, nice. Yeah, but uh, I don't want to be the only one, you know, so. <laughs> I'll be deadbeat. But yeah, I had, to wait. I had to wait over a week to get it because Canada Post is on strike. Oh, no. And you can only order it off the Ontario cannabis store but uh pretty cool stuff i guess you know nice my oh, sorry I'm the... may i ask you uh, give me your first uh, first impression experience buying. yeah i uh i mean I, I can go on all day about this and not happy with how the government handled the legalization i just don't understand they've had two years to prepare for this and they're not ready they, they have, they're already out of supply um so yeah. They, yeah, they just didn't do they didn't do their homework. Uh, that's how I feel. And there is a bunch of illegal retail stores, at least in Toronto. Now those are starting to be shut down, and they they have to wait three months to get a license. So I don't know why they didn't do that before. Kind of anticipating it just seems uh, 
it seems like they really didn't do any research yeah, going I, into I, this. I, and, yeah, I, I couldn't I, agree you know with you crazy? more. They didn't run out of weed, like, in, like, like, you know, it's, like, they ran out of everything. Like, it's not like, oh, we ran out of weed, like, in two weeks or in three weeks. Like, you know, it was like, oh, like, it was like, you know, we, we had to, like, we went through, like, three weeks worth of stock. Like, for sure, they had to have three weeks in, like, backup one hour. Just ready to go. <laughs> like, fuck, like, concerning wow. is, like, it was legal for, like, I don't know, like, ten days or something before they went out, like, before they sold out. And the number one point was to take the weed, like, out off the streets. But what are people going to do now that when their baggie runs out? Like, they're going to do the exact uh, opposite of what you wanted them to do. Because I can't go to the store. You're sold out. But I still want my dope. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to go find a way it. way better price. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I'm kind of concerned. That- and you had to pay $5 for the delivery fee. So, I'm not too happy about that. Whoa. I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, I don't want to, you know, let's see how it plays out maybe over the next two months. But clearly they weren't prepared for the amount of stoners in Canada. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of fucking narcs, man. (laughs) Anyways, uh, um, yeah, so that's our scoop, a little preamble there. We're not going to obviously pick the Monday night game because, uh, well, Jimmy had a game of his own last night. Why don't you tell us about that? Oh, you know... uh, just started back up at the uh, AK Rec League, Ariel Kinkler Montreal Basketball League. Uh, it was a tough loss out there. We only really had seven guys, and uh, we're all pretty out of shape. But uh, as the season wears on and uh, we get back into shape, I think, uh, you know, really give her out there and uh, get those Ws. So 0-1 to start, but uh, we'll get that win for you guys next next week, you know? Yeah, good stuff. And you're quite sore. I'm in so much fucking pain. <laughs> my back kills. My shoulder kills. Um, uh, but I'm on a staycation. I'm off work this week. So that's nice. I got to sleep in. Stretch a little stretch in the morning. I'll be back. I'm fiercer than ever. <laughs> uh, grand stuff. Great, great stuff there. Uh, we got a, a great show. We're going to get into some Halloween topics later on. Uh, as Mike pointed out, we are going to talk about the business of sports as our main segment. And then we got a whole bunch of other stuff uh, all around. You know, it's going to be a, a jambalaya show, I feel. I love it. So, yeah, we're, we're not, like I said, we're not going to pick the Monday night game um, because it is currently Tuesday night. But we will pick the barn burner Thursday night football game, <laughs> the Oakland Raiders travel to san francisco which isn't very far uh this is probably one of the worst games of the year and they put in prime time the raiders are plus three at the 49ers that's uh very questionable interesting line um i'm, I'm just gonna pick the 49ers at home i, I don't know like <laughs> i don't care for this game <laughs> 49ers <laughs> did cover for me two weeks ago so i'll pick them again to uh Win by four points. All right. Well, if I can just interject here, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff been going on in Oakland, but you got John Gruden over there doing a good thing. And uh, I think the team, they, you know, they're at a bit rebuilding thing. I think they're going to put their faith in Derek Carr moving forward and, uh, and John Gruden. And they didn't bring him in for a one, two-year thing. They brought him in for the long haul to rehaul the organization, put it on his feet. And I think uh, there's going to be a lot of energy on the field that day. And I, I, I take... I think they're going to win that game. I, I'm, I'm picking Oakland to win that game. Oh, a little money line action, maybe. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, it's definitely a toss-up of a, of a Thursday night game. I'm usually pumped for these. Um, kind of really gets you excited for the Sunday that's ahead. Um, but uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm surprised with the, the Niners, considering uh, the, the loss of Jimmy G. Um and, and the loss of, of uh, the running back. Oh, so, so handsome. Uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting matchup. <laughs> I'm going to take the Oakland Raiders. Um, they had a decent week last week. Um, I know they're dishing a lot of their players. We're going to say, uh, I'm going to say Oakland Raiders with the win of 27-23. Oh, Spencer the lone wolf over there. <laughs> I don't feel great about it, but you know, whatever. Who cares? Just By the way, fun. As an, on another note, you know, a few, I think it was like a, maybe a month or so ago, we brought a little update that Facebook was going to add this new uh, 
you know, multi-person like video conferencing. We're using it right now. I'm pretty satisfied to say the least. This is good. Yeah, it's sweet. I like it too. Uh, yeah. Good job on Facebook. They actually just reported their earnings. So I get to listen to Zucchini Berg and Sheryl Sandberg talk about the future of Facebook in uh, two hours or so. Yeah, what do you think? I, I, I think they're maybe trying to turn a corner. You know, they're, I think they, they might be doing some stuff. They made some redesigns to that Facebook Messenger. You know, uh, getting back. I'll give to you my quick assessment. I read assess, their uh, their quarter, so they're spending more money now, right? Their costs have gone way up, which they they told us was going to happen, and um, their growth is slowing a little bit. It is, I think it's just a matter of they already have 1.4 billion daily active users. I mean, how many more people can you really jam in there? So it's just kind of maturing out a bit, but. Uh, I'm going to be curious to see what happens with their VR uh, push because, like I, I said, one. a few. Yeah, I just have no clue on that industry. <laughs> but uh, early kudos to the video chat. Good job, Zuck. Yeah. Good job. And, and, yeah. and quick shout out maybe to Paul Allen. He was the owner of the Seahawks who uh, passed away a few weeks ago. And uh, the guy was a fucking legend, man. Like, Like, no one really knows who he is, but he was... He was one of the three founding members of Microsoft and, and uh, like debatably more important than Bill Gates. He did all the kind of techie background stuff that Embalmer just was along for the ride. But yeah, he owned the uh, Seahawks and the Trailblazers. So quick shout out to him. Business, business mogul. Supposedly used to race Larry Ellison. They would have yacht races, which sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd billionaires racing boats. Good stuff. Love it. Love it. Um, there was, before we get into some uh, big news, there was a pretty big merger yesterday that we're going to cover next week's show. Try to get maybe a techie person on to uh, dive deep into that. But IBM acquired Red Hat for $34 billion, which is an interesting name for a tech company. Uh, huge push into open source software. Red Hat does like Linux operating systems and stuff. Add to text some techie people because I don't understand what the fuck they do. But is it uh, Linux or Linux? <laughs> Linus. Um, it was Linux. Yeah, it is yeah, Linux, Linux, bro. Sure. <laughs> Who's Linus? What's Linus from? What's that fucking from? But but I really want to talk about that. We're going to talk about that next time because IBM is, uh, you know, it's not doing the greatest, but. They're pulling out all the stops here. $34 billion is a lot of cash. It's all a lot of quiche. That's a big a fat quiche, check. Man. That is a huge yeah. fat check. Uh, sure. What do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to start with? Yo, McDonald's, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Honestly? All right. Start us off, Jimmy. Oh, well, you know, McDonald's got some new breakfast menu items. Check them out. They're all just like triple-decker sandwiches of their regular <laughs> breakfast sandwiches. So I don't really understand why they just started whopping that out. I think it's – I mean, they look fucking great like for like the hangovers and stuff like that. But, you know, I guess less carb down and just put extra sausage patties in there. It's a good thing. Um, but, yeah, bigger versions of what they have. I guess they're tailoring more to like the Saturday, Sunday morning breakfast or I, I, I don't really know. I, well, I would assume – Actually, I don't know when they would make most of their breakfast sales. You think it would be the weekend? Like they use Absolutely. data to find out that like a lot of people were like making that stuff. I think like a lot of people get get weekly breakfasts, but like I don't see that as being like a, your your Tuesday morning pick me up. Like two sausage patties, extra cheese, an egg, and like fucking on a hash brown with fucking McDonald's grease and dipped in everything sauce. Like I'm. Yeah, I used to <laughs> I get uh, that being my pick me up on Tuesday morning. I used to get McDonald's maybe once a week for breakfast when I was in the office, and it would always just like my desk would be greasy after. I'd have to wipe it down because <laughs> the grease would seep through the sausage McMuffin. That's and Tim Hortons I'd get all the time would never do that. It's you know, I'm not saying it's bad, you know. I'm just no, no. I'm not. Greasy, I'm definitely not saying it's bad. AF. All I'm saying is like. I, I think that they, they should have that on your menu. I think it's, like, good. Like, people get that. They're seeing people making it on their little custom. Like, might as well just make it a thing on the menu. But I don't think it's, like, headline news. Like, I'm waiting for them nah, to come nah, out with, like, nah. some 
I'm waiting for them to come out with like something like healthy on the go. Maybe this is just me, but like, you know, like, why can't they just do like a little scrambled egg whites in one pouch and some oatmeal oh in the other God. pouch and you're fucking good to go? I would have that daily, man. Uh, why you, like, you should get on that level. I would eat more I McDonald's. I don't know if it fits in with their demographic. Ah, uh, bro, but like, it probably doesn't, but like, you know, I just think it's the next move, man, to get those other, because people who are ordering triple decker sandwiches are already going to McDonald's. Like they're not like they're not missing those people. Like they're missing the other people. That's all I'm saying. You're weirdly obsessed with egg whites lately. I like egg whites, man. I eat them every day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, good stuff there. Um, yeah, what do you want to move into now? I I want to touch. I want to at least touch on Netflix before you get into sports. But okay. want there's a few other items we want to talk about. Nah, I'm good with Netflix. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. So. What I noticed, because it's earnings madness going on here, Netflix reported last week, what I noticed on their call, they were saying, you know, they're kind of having trouble getting um, like old content from other providers. Yeah. And I guess that's because Disney's trying to build out their <laughs> streaming. Disney owns laughing it all. It? Disney owns it all. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, they're just spending so much money on, on original content and, and obviously anyone who has Netflix, you can notice this. Like it seems every day there's a, some new movie or, or new um, TV show popping up. It's hard to keep track. And um, yeah, I'm just wondering, like you're bleeding money into this, man. If you lose some marquee shows, it could be kind of dangerous. I, I've been kind of thinking of canceling for a while. Just because I don't use it that much, but I'm curious to get your guys' opinion. Do you think Disney could pose a real threat to them if they're able to steal a lot of the Fox shows and, and Disney movies? Mike, you want to jump in there? Or? Sure, <laughs> man. I'm just talking to no one. I'm happy to, happy to. I mean, I think it's already been happening with the, the Amazon Video, Hulu. Um, I think there's people like penetrating the market for the past few years. Um, and steadily, they have been investing in, in their original content. And to say, I think that digital piracy plays like a huge role here. That if you're a mm -hmm. fan of a show, I'm not waiting till the spring to watch the new episode of The Walking Dead. I'm going to stream it. I'm going to go find it online. Um, I'm going to get it for free because um, I want it now. So I think investing in, in your new content kind of... Give some leverage to your platform that you, you you can't really share with anybody else. Yeah, definitely. And I think, too, um, you know, I watched some French mystery show, you know. So I think what I've noticed is they're investing. Yeah, don't ask. It's a <laughs> what? It, was, it was good. Um, I like foreign language shows for some reason. I don't know why. It's like culturally different. I can appreciate it. Money Heist is a very good show. It's all in Spanish, filmed in Spain. But so I was noticing like they're, they're making uh, shows for India and stuff like that. So I think they do have a kind of an untapped market in those areas. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that like why we would want Netflix. But I think their big challenge is going to be moving forward is like with all the Disney stuff. Like those are stuff that like we get drawn into on like a daily basis. Like you think of some of the stuff that might need leave Netflix. You're talking like maybe like. Like Family Guy, like, you know, stuff that they don't own is like stuff like How I Met Your Mother. These shows that like people are just like, oh, like, what am I going to watch? And it's like, oh, like, let me go watch like Family Guy or let me go watch How I Met Your Mother. One of these like dinky little shows that you can watch like eating dinner or lunch or just like a quick throw me on. And that's when you get the advertising for the other shows that you're like, oh, did you see that new fucking Jonah Hill show with a girl that was also in Superbad? And like, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> Like I haven't watched it yet, but like I've been exposed to it's it because I'm good. going because I'm going into Family Guy and the other stuff, and then I'm like one day I'm just like yo I'm kind of down to watch something good, and I'm like yo that Jonah Hill thing I saw on Netflix looks good, but if they lose those shows that draw you in, they might lose like all the advertising that they're having for shows like Jonah Hill and that other girl. That's a very good point. Emma Stone. Yeah, I'm exhausted after that point. Oh, as did I. <laughs> That was a good I one. I watched Making a Murderer season two. Uh, sucked me right back in. I was, I, I almost watched. I watched in two days. Just crushed it. I wasn't as captivated as the first time. Agreed, um, agreed. But uh, I, I did like it. I quite enjoyed that one. I haven't seen it. 
I won't. It no really spoilers. Makes you kind of. Yeah, not to get too far too deep into it, but it kind of makes you question the whole criminal justice system. And yeah, I don't. It's it's fucked <laughs> to say the least. Um. All right, let's let's get into sports because we're going to talk about this for a long time, and then I, I want to talk about Halloween because it's Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so so let's get into uh. The vast business of sports. Uh, someone throw out a topic. Let's go through five <laughs> or six topics here. Okay, I got some uh, notes written down. Okay, fine. I'll start it off here. Yo, G League, man. G League. It used to be, what was it? The D League before. Now it's the G League because Gatorade bought it. Um, <laughs> oh, now, no way. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Real it's smart. the G League, brah. So essentially, they've just said that they you can make up to like one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year if you play in the G League, and it's a great incentive for some of these one and done college players who say, "Yo, I don't want to go to college. I'm going to the NBA. Like I'm good enough to go to the NBA. Why do I have to do a year of college? Like and just like not make I make zero money and risk myself for injury, and like we've also seen this um, Joey Bosa's brother." Plays for Ohio State. He just he got a little bit injured. They thought he'd be back for the playoffs, and he's saying, "No, I'm going to be training for NFL, and I'm off." Smart. He did that, and we're seeing a lot, a lot more players kind of jumping, jumping into that. Or you know, some players get injured before. So, what are your, what are your thoughts on this G League? Oh, like okay, so I, I didn't know that they don't have to go to college anymore with this. No, that's no, because that, that's right. a like like with NBA. I have so many thoughts it's on a, this. I'm it's gonna, a rule. I'm gonna be all right? over the map. Fuck. Yeah, let's like, go. Let's the let's NFL, go. <laughs> the NFL is worse than the NBA because you have to do three years of college. I think. So the NBA is already not that bad, but I completely agree. Like the NCAA is. Oh man, that, there's a bunch of assholes. Well, like, well, okay. Well, when it comes down to. The football and basketball, it is a bit different because in football, you're getting smoked by guys like J.J. Watt. And if you're like an 18-year-old kid, like it's – it might be a little also, pain, you know? <laughs> all right. But also, let's say you're a running back. Running back's careers are typically done at 30. Yeah. You only have yeah. a certain window. Why shouldn't you be able to come in the league at, at 19, 20 maybe? Uh, or at least one year, you know, instead of wasting two of your 10 years of your prime money making, you know, I mean, you tell me say, say quads Barkley couldn't play in the NFL last year. <laughs> yeah, no, I, so I, 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 agree I, I get it on both sides, but the NCAA, I mean, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah, they're a bunch of crooks, fuck. And I get it. These kids are getting, you know free education even though most of them aren't graduating and you know it's fun to go to college and stuff but when you're profiting off selling their jerseys and they're not getting a cent of it and let's be honest most of these kids aren't rich they're coming from poorer areas in in the united states they could really use this money so i think it's severely flawed they should get some sort of minimum wage or something like like something you know what i mean and it's been a point of discussion too. Like I, if you look into it, like college players don't, not only do they not get paid, it goes far beyond that. They're not allowed to have an outside job. They have like a, a specific allowance for food. They can't accept anything because of using their name. So like, let's say like their coach has them over for a barbecue, like they have to pay or else like it's illegal. Like how ridiculous is that? And then that's why we get all these scandals with the football programs because obviously they're paying these players to come sign at their school under the table through, you know, people meeting them in alleyways with, with bags of cash. So they would kind of eliminate all that shady shit too. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely uh... – I definitely get it from like the, the players and the high-profile sports perspective. But like I think for if you're standing at the NCAA, you have to be – respectful for the all those sports that you encompass so the guy who does javelin at university of florida like you still need to support him in the same way that you would the starting qb um that's true so i think like although like people focus on on football mostly and then it trickles down to basketball the further you go down the ladder like the harder the athlete statement makes um and and the stronger the ncaa stance becomes so 
I think you just got to be careful. Like, I, I definitely agree there should be something done, especially for the professional sports. But when it comes down, like, and you're and you're going against the NCAA, like, they really can't budge because they're binded by all these niche sports. Yeah, yeah, they have the niche sports, but like, it's ridiculous. But like, you're also still paying uh, an, uh, a college football coach way more than you're paying the javelin coach. Why can't that trickle down a bit to the players as well? I'm not saying pay these guys like $50,000 a year or anything like that, but like, man, like, you know, come on. And, and the argument that, that they use and, and Spence, you put it in quotation marks, but the podcast can't see, but like, they're not getting an education. And I agree with you because most of these players, a, they leave after a little while. And even the ones that don't, they're not actually getting an education. There's like, if you look at, like North Carolina Tar Heels a while ago, and it's my I cheer for yeah. them; they're my favorite team. But they something like eighty percent of their college athletes on the team couldn't read past the fifth grade level. Like and like <laughs> you're just you're just fucking lying to these these kids, you know, and telling them like yeah you're gonna get education, but like in the actuality like you're not because you can't read or write, and we're not even gonna care. We're gonna pass you, and you're, oh we'll pass you, we'll pass you. But like they don't actually give a fucking shit about you. And if you get hurt playing for their fucking team, like, like, sorry, you're not going to get hurt in javelin. You're going to get hurt in football. Like, you know, and like, just like, imagine like the, like a running back. Imagine if Saquon Barkley, like got hit the wrong way in his second year of college football, his career's done, but for, he's made them thousands and thousands of dollars. Like it's, Oh, it, it's happened before with some big name prospects and they've never been the same. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, I could. I, I, that's a good point, Mike, that, that you brought up. So I could see it from that. I, I, I like that preserve the athletics, but I mean, aren't they, aren't they also canceling a bunch of those programs? Like I know a bunch of universities lost their swim teams and stuff because there wasn't enough money. Yeah. So, so are they sharing it or are they just pocketing it and going to Vegas partying? So I think like the first point is like the profit that you make from the big sports ends up supporting those like like swimming that no one goes to. Um, Like it's very expensive to like rent a pool for a week and host a national championship. And if no one goes like that's just a money loser and multiply that by like 60 other sports that do that. Like it just it just takes takes away from your your bottom line. So I think that's that's one side of it. Um, And the other side of it, like the professional sports, like. Yeah, those kids, they also have a lot more opportunity to make it pro. And I think, like, this is why it's such, like, a, a touchy area because they're like, well, look at all the money I could be making. And I'm not, and, and I'm assuming all the risk for you to share all my profit. Um, so, so I understand, like, the, the frustration of the athletics person. But at the same time, like, that kid who does swimming, that kid who does javelin, like, they have zero professional opportunities. So, like, there's yeah. no light at the end of the tunnel for them. So, like, it is a very delicate balance, but uh, I understand. I understand both sides. Yeah, but, like, you know what? Here's the thing is the players in Javelin and stuff are also getting a full-on, like, education, like, an actual education. Because if you, f- if you fail and you're in Javelin, they won't they boost you to, up. Yeah. You know, they're not going to boost your grades and shit like that. But also, I'm not saying that the schools should pay these players, but, like, these players aren't even allowed to get agents. Like, you're not even allowed to someone in your court saying, hey, this is a good move, this is a bad move. Like, they're not even allowed to, like, make money on on anything. They're not allowed to have a separate job. Like, there's there's the difference between not paying them and just completely owning your ass if you want to play at Ohio State. So, like, stuff like the G League, you know, it's for basketball. We can talk about football, but it's for basketball. Like gives these players an opportunity to be like, no, like, I don't have to go to the NCAA to play in the NBA. Like, just having that power over me is fucking bullshit. Right. But then then uh, college sports probably loses some of its allure. You know? well, they, yeah, yeah, well, they did that to themselves, you know? They didn't innovate. They went down. If they you, went. They go hang out with Sears, fuck. <laughs> if you look back to college basketball in the 80s, it was awesome because everyone stayed three or four years. So you had these intense rivalries and... You know, we're obviously never going to see that anymore mm-hmm. unless that changes. So, so from uh, I guess from that perspective, it does kind of suck. But I, but I totally get it. You got to you got to make your dough, man. You got to take it, your chance um, when you can. Yeah, I could see it from both sides, and and, and like to Mike's thing too. I I can uh, synthesize sim- whatever with that because uh, <laughs> <laughs> like. Uh, 
at the Olympics, some of my favorite sports are the kind of, you know, the rowing or the canoeing or uh, track and field. And those are all, you know, they're just going for the gold. They're not really competing for millions and millions of dollars all the time. Not most of them anyway. Yeah. And like in the pursuit of excellence with what it is to be an athlete, like that's way more of a risk than it is to be like a, a, a high sport, a high profile sport in NCAA. And to your other point, like you were talking about like, what are they doing with the niche sports? Like they're trying to like target or, or focus them. Um, so that there's like maybe 20 select schools across the country that do swimming. Um, and you go to those or you don't pursue swimming. Um, I, th- I think that makes and sense. And then it yeah. kind of just kind of gives you the, the, the quality and the caliber of your players and your athletes just ends up going higher because you know what, the person that's just on the team to swim for recreationally varsity isn't for you. Um, and I think there's just a lot of that in these sports. Yeah, I kind of wish there was more, like, just, I mean, we're all swimmers here. I wish there was more, like, var- like let non-varsity swimming, like, just, like, more mm-hmm. chill, you know? Like, not 11 times a week, like, five. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you can do that with your other, like, your other schools, you know? Like, if you make your top 25, those are your, your NCAA schools, and your other ones become, like, lower recreational division. Um, it, I think it incre- increases mass participation. Yeah. You don't need to push money into that program. It's just a it's an open program. Nice. Very interesting. Good good uh talks. I see a note here about bandwagon fans. I'm guessing Jimmy wrote that one. Oh, totally, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like what I mean bandwagon fans, it's like I hate people that say like, "Oh, well you just like the this team cuz they're good." And like, "Well, yeah, like I'm not going to start watching a sport and pick a shitty team. Like that's just stupid." Like, I like the Bucks, but, like, it's not because they're shit. I liked them when they were good. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was before they won the Super Bowl, I must say. But, like, you know, I just find a lot of people, my bandwagon fans are t- people who, like, cheer on a team, but, like, don't actually watch the games, you know? So you talk to them and they're, like, they just start talking to you in stats. Oh, yeah, but he, like, the, the average, like, 43 points and 10 assists, like, you know, this and that. And you're, like, yeah, but, like, did you watch the game? You know what I mean? Like, oh, no. Like, I just find there's just people look at stats these days and they don't, like, actually watch, like, the integrity of the game. This all leads back to your hate of Russell Westbrook. (laughs) 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 That's all I'm saying. Like, I I find, like, Red Zone's good, like, you know, on on game, like, NFL network. But, like, yeah, you got to watch the game, you know. You gotta get into you gotta get into the game, and only then can you like really understand what's going on in the game, like the little like the ups and downs, like the in between the plays. Like I miss that about sports, you know. I find myself more nowadays. Maybe it's because of fantasy sports and stuff that I don't. I root for players a lot, maybe more than teams. Not just in football, but in other sports. There's just players I like to watch, and I'm fans of, and players I fucking hate that i want to see not do well um so uh you know for example i watched a lot of the world series in baseball i was often rooting for different guys on both teams to step it up you know and just have good games um and then example like i wasn't rooting for manny machado because i don't like him you know i want him to strike out every bat it's a fucking chooch so whatever uh he's really good but you know um maybe maybe that comes with fantasy sports i'm not so sure i think it does a little like I, like i personally i don't i never watch red zone like i'll watch it at halftime you know of the game i'm watching but usually i like pick a game and i get into the game like my bro comes by yeah, i like watch to the do titans both. game or i get into the bucks game and then you see like all the little like little this and little that you, you feel know? the momentum yeah. yeah and the red zone guy always changes to the game i don't want to watch he is good though. I will give him that. He is good. There's two guys. Which are you talking about? Andrew Siciliano? Or I don't Scott know. Hansen? Scott Hansen. I have no idea. I just watch. Okay. I have. I have the zone. So I just put on one guy red has zone. huge ears, and the other guy doesn't. Oh, in red zone, you never see the guy. He always shows the, the play. No. Well, it's always Scott Hansen. You see him sometimes. Um, yeah, I I can get behind that. I like to get get into a game and uh, really focus. The only upside is no commercials. Oh, that's true, actually. But then, when do you get your snacks? 
<laughs> you could eat while you're watching, man. Yeah, but where do you get when you get up to get the snacks? Anyways, whatever. <laughs> oh man. Um Yo Yo. <laughs> yo if yeah. you had one shot. So um yeah, sports betting is legalized. We talked about this in the past. I actually think it's good for sports. It's going to help their ratings. Uh, obviously, don't have a problem. If you have a problem, you should get help. But I don't think there's anything wrong putting 5 10 bucks, 20 bucks on a game and getting more into it. No, of course not. As long as you're not like betting like the house, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you're, you're good. Um, I, I, I've, I've been known to, you know, play in the gambling world a little bit here and there. 5 and 10 buck games. Uh, I won a game on the Red Sox the other week. Yo, it's fun. I think it's good for sports. I think, uh, you know, it'll it'll help it'll help people watch those Thursday night games between the, <laughs> between the who do we got Oakland and uh, San Francisco this week. You know, you just say like, ah, I guess I'm gonna go watch the game. I'll put five bucks on. I'll be interested the whole time. I think it has a similar effect to what Spence was talking about, uh, and and the fantasy sports. Like in fantasy sports, you end up having a personal interest in the game. You're somewhat gambling it's a it's a game of chance um and then when you when you're able to place bets on sports uh outside of fantasy i think it's just like another layer to it um if i can if i can bet in the ninth inning of a game and i haven't locked in or that was the time that i was able to come in and tune into the game like there's opportunity there so i I think it's smart so it's a way to way to make money and it's a way to appeal it to your fans yeah and just it's like instead of like let's say you like you're like ah oh, I want to make the game interesting tonight and you're debating between like going to the bar and watching the game or staying at home and making it equally exciting take the ten bucks you'd put on a pint and put it on the game doesn't don't cut and you have a better reward of winning it back if you just bet it than if you drink it <laughs> that's true that's good that's reasoning a good point. that's a very good point I love to uh, throw a few dollars on golf that really spices it up <laughs> Ugh, golf I don't watch golf. It's fun, man, because when you pick a golfer, even if you pick one of the best golfers, they're 15 to 1, 20 to 1. So you can have a real sweat on Sunday if they're in it, and it hurts bad when they screw you <laughs> over. <laughs> so that's good. Um, we've also been noticing, um, I, 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 I watch it sometimes, and I ask myself why I'm watching it, but esports is the fastest growing sports if you call it we want to call it a sport it's the fastest growing um you know it's growing 40 50 percent per year and people play fortnite like it's no tomorrow league of legends are streaming all the time i mean i watch it a lot some of the madden tournaments these guys are pretty good and it's weird sometimes you know almost rather watch someone play than play yourself I've never really gotten into, like, I, I play a lot of, like, I mean, I play my phone games and I play Madden and stuff like that. Um, I haven't played Fortnite, but definitely, like, it's 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 pretty much exactly like sports, you know? Like, the same kind of, like, it's people playing a game. The only thing it misses is, like, the exercise part of it. But, like, you know, you, you dedicate yourself to something and you, you push forward and you want to win. And I, I get I get the excitement. Yeah. But, yeah, you're just not jacked <laughs> like J.J. Watt. <laughs> But you also don't have the head injuries like J.J. Watt. You know, it's pros and cons. <laughs> I th- honestly, I think it's just like the start of the tidal wave of esports. Um, like oh, people yeah. are like, super you know, bullish. like 10 years ago, like you were very disconnected from your phone because it didn't have some of the functions it does now. And now like you, you, you can't rip it out of your hands. So I think, you know, virtual reality is in the pipeline. So in 10 years, like imagine esports with, with virtual headsets. I mean... Uh, well, have you have you guys seen true. some of this? Have you guys seen some of this drone flying shit that's going on? Like, there's drone races and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, man, with with how fast like technology is going, like we can have like a mix of like drone flying, like whatever Anakin Skywalker was doing in that race. Plus, like, remember that show that Bill Nye used to host, Machine Warriors or something like that, Robo Battles or something, and people would make fuck machines. Oh yeah. Wait, fuck, fuck Bill Nye. Why was it like Fraud, Robo Wars man. or something like that? Yeah. Uh, mighty Bill uh, Nye can go kiss my 
Dairy. Bill Nye, the science guy, really? Bill, He's not Bill, even a, Bill, he doesn't Bill, even have Bill, a PhD Bill. In science. Yeah, but he lives science, man. Like whatever. No, like, he's, he's the host of a kids' science show. That's that, he's done more for science than many scientists I know, man. He made science cool and made people into science <clears throat> and probably influenced some people to become scientists. So I, see, uh, I put uh, him in the DeGrasse science Tyson hall of fame. Fight him in a ring. No nope. UFC. You know, Craig Sager, great basketball announcer. You know, R.I.P. But great. Great basketball announcer. He wasn't a, a legend at playing basketball. He didn't have a PhD in playing basketball, but he announced the shit out of it. Hall of Famer, com- right there. Did great things different. for basketball. Completely different. How is it's it completely even, different? It's not even the same ballpark. It's very much the same ballpark. It's one is doing, and one is enlightening people and and making them feel the love. I think Bill Nye is a Hall of Famer in my books. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, um, I think was it? Sorry. One thing on, like, esports, I think what's interesting is, like, you, you can make more money off of playing the playing the video game and streaming on Twitch than you can competing in the video game. Um, I know. I, I can't believe the revenue some of these guys make on you, on YouTube and Twitch. It's insane. Um, what do they – like, why do they do that? Like, what do people watch it for? Just to, like, watch or to, like, learn the game? It's fun, man. It's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch good people play video games. And they comment. It's it's entertaining. I, I don't know. I don't know why. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's you get like, you kind of see the success without having to do anything. So you're like. Yeah. 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 They put a lot of hours. Yeah. In. So like it's, you watch the game and you know what they have to do, but you're not doing it and they just do it for you. <laughs> so, so, so if I understand correctly, it's for people who are too lazy to play video games. Pretty much, yeah, man. That's, that's, <laughs> okay. I think that's a like, fair assessment. And these guys make so much money. Like top streamers it's, make it's millions stupid. of dollars a year just I playing video games every day and having people donate. And I just find it so backwards because um, we're talking about like actual like high profile sports. Um, and it's just like the complete opposite. Imagine if your fans made more money than you did. Like, that, yeah. like, like every, every trippy, fan made man. more money than you did. Like that's, that would be crazy for sport. That and is that's what crazy. esports is like. Twitch is I, I didn't know Amazon owned Twitch actually, but Twitch is exploding as well. I mean, this thing is getting so freaking huge. I like to watch. Um, I don't know, Mike. Maybe you've heard of it. It's like Awesome Games Done Quick, Summer Games Done Quick, where they they have a an event for charity and they have a bunch of speedrunners come beat beat uh, all these games we used to play Zelda and stuff in like one hour 10 minutes you know wow yeah it's, it's all on it's, youtube those, it's supposed to be like a form of entertainment too. for the party yeah man it's people get jacked i'll up have to check that it. out yeah they raise millions of dollars like, i guess it's, it's pretty good but uh yeah I, I hey man our society's getting lazier and lazier we're more connected to our phones and stuff so yeah i'm super bullish on esports going forward <laughs> definitely just the beginning yeah yo esports man it's huge man Especially with VR, when we're all going to be able to watch like dinosaurs and machines come to life and people controlling them just kill each other, yo. Oh future, man, bro. I saw the uh, I saw Jurassic World this weekend, the new one. Good. It, no, it, I didn't like it at all, man. I just did not like it. it the plot was terrible. It made no sense. Uh, the acting was subpar. <laughs> just dragged on. I liked the first one. I didn't like it at all. And it's the third highest grossing movie of all time. Really? I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, wow. Yeah. It, it, any superhero movie or, or something like this, a popcorn flick, people just go bananas for it. No, they do because they want a reason to go to the theaters, man. But, like, I fucking hate the theaters, man. <laughs> yeah, I already gave my rant about the theater. Yeah, we are. Yeah, wanna, we are. I don't want to go back into the, to that uh, discussion, but... Um, Jimmy, you mentioned broadcasting before. I've never really liked Joe Buck that much because his face annoys me. But what a what a pro. He called every World Series game and on the one day off called the Thursday night football game. What a rock And one of those World Series games was seven it was eighteen innings. Yeah. Seventeen innings. He's a huge forehead, so he's got a big brain in there for lots of sports <laughs> knowledge, you know? <laughs> what a pro, man. That that's some Yo, congrats. That's, That's a grind. Ridiculous. That's a grind. Yeah. 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 You're flying around. That's legit. 
Earning those, <laughs> earning those Star Alliance miles and shit. <laughs> I, yeah. I know it's the same thing, Spence. I'm not a huge Joe Buck fan either, but after like this World Series and the the NFL like flip flop, I was like, right? wow, like I'd yeah, be burnt. I like him I'd now. Be burnt. Yeah, yeah, respect up, yeah. man. And and he's he's pretty good at calling the games. He's got a good flow, good voice. He's really good at baseball. I find actually. I like him better at baseball than I do football. I agree. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. yeah, he was quite quite good. I mean, the ultimate nut play would be to get Joe Rogan to call. All of that, <laughs> <laughs> That's too much work for him. He just sticks to the UFC and his podcast. Yeah, his recent one with Lex Friedman, very interesting on AI. If you want to check it out, and. I want to talk about data collection at some point. Maybe next podcast we can get into that. Yeah. But uh, any any last thoughts on the uh, on sports? You guys want to give some predictions of where these sports might be in 10, 20 years? Um, immediate prediction: Bucks win the Super Bowl with Fitz Magic. Long term, <laughs> I I don't like the way the NBA is going. I think uh, I missed a little rough and tough. Um, Matt, people have said football is getting better, more high scoring. Yeah, I think it's what they need to do. I think they need, they're they're slowly making it more into like arena football, flag football, so people don't die all the time, which is good. Hockey, I'm not a big hockey fan, but it's still looking like a great sport. And baseball, it's, you know, it's baseball, man. It's America's pastime. Hasn't changed in 120 years. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey's been great. There's more scoring now. They made the goalie equipment smaller. So that's a lot more fun. I don't want to watch a 1-0 game. I'm sorry. 5-4, sign me up. So I like the changes they made there. Same with football, but I do miss the odd uh, defensive clash. I used to enjoy those. Yeah, because they, like, they would still drive down the field. It wasn't like – like now when a game's like 9-6, it's because the teams are idiots, not because of like good <laughs> plays, you know? Like it used to be like good plays on defense. Like it's like a, it's like a mash back and forth. Yo, actually, you know what? There is one more thing I want to say about sports. I watched an Aussie Rules football game at a buddy's place the other day. I think that's the coolest sport ever. Rugby. No, Aussie Rules football, bro. It's like a mix of rugby, football, and soccer. So there's like 50 people on the field. There's Yeah, there's a lot of people <laughs> on the field. I thought it was awesome. It's like full contact jump ball. Interesting. Yeah. I've, I've never watched it. I have no clue what it even looks like. It's good. It's yeah, really, yeah. Really look good. into it. It's worth, a, it's worth a check. Yeah. The final game, just trying to watch the final game of the year. It was pretty, it was a, it was a crazy game. Was, <laughs> was it like, Australia versus New Zealand? No, it was like an Australian team versus another Australian team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Club. A club match. Interesting. Yeah. All right, dandy stuff. Uh, All right, let's get into some Halloween uh, talk for a little bit to close out the show. First things first, did you guys see what Sean White dressed up as for Halloween? No. Was he like uh, Jack from Night Before Christmas? (laughs) (laughs) No, he he dressed up as Simple Jack, which was uh, from Tropic Thunder. Oh, Ben Stiller. It was Ben Stiller played a slow mentally handicapped character in a fake movie and it was ridiculous and he dressed up as him which i think is a hilarious idea but obviously he had to apologize for it it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way yeah special olympics not happy about it i read that so i read the release on special olympics uh going after sean a for effort but uh F for outcome. <laughs> that's so fucking. I feel that's just like a classic like snowboard move, though. You're like, it's like it's yeah, questionably ethical, but shit. I think I can get away with it. But I think he's just no like dudes. too high profile. Yeah, he's yeah exactly. Um, as soon as one picture goes on the internet, it's you know it's <laughs> ballooning out of control. Oh man, it's just getting ripped on twiz- Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I bought some Halloween candy, actually. I got the uh, the candy, sour candy mix pack. I've been crushing that. I think uh, Sour Patch Kids is probably my top three for favorite Halloween candy. What do you guys think of that? And uh, give me some of yours. Uh, I like a poisoned apple, personally. <laughs> no. <laughs> is it Snow White? <laughs> no, um, I don't know. Halloween, I like chocolate bars. Like, oh, like like uh, coffee crisps. 
Like those mini coffee Ooh, crisps. That, that's a Canadian uh, treasure, some, I guess. Some good shit right there. It's a good one. Coffee crisp. You don't even like coffee, man. Yeah, but when it's crisp, man, it's fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm definitely a Starburst guy. I love the, the two-pack Starburst that you get at Halloween. I think that's, those are yeah good little dose of sugar and uh, you get to go. Nice. Yeah, those are delicious. I, I remember my uncle used to give out a full can of Coke and a bag of chips <laughs> to each of his trick-or-treaters. I thought that was hilarious. That's so fucking jokes. <laughs> Just weigh down your bag so much. <laughs> uh, but obviously, the go-to would be whenever you found the house giving out the big chocolate bars. Oh, you yeah. Fig- you had to figure out how to maximize, maybe go two, three times, um, spread them out a little bit. That Sometimes, like, the easy. neighbors, like, if you had, like, an old neighbor that, like, liked you as a kid, they would always, like, give the shit kids, like, regular candy, but you would get, like, a fucking massive chocolate bar and, like, huge nerds or something like that because they're like, oh, I know you. I saved this chocolate for you. That was my neighbor. He was the man. <laughs> Mr. Allen, respect, bro, if you're listening. Mr. Allen, thank you for those huge coffee crisps. <laughs> oh, jumbo coffee crisps for Jumbo Jimbo. I love it. <laughs> Um, easy and classic Halloween costumes. Jimmy, you love going as a pirate. Oh yeah, well documented. Yeah, it's. Th- I think. Uh, I think all I'll say on this because I'm by no means an expert. It's always best to be original and kind of create it yourself. You know, go to some thrift store and pick up random items. Don't don't be a noob and spend two hundred bucks buying a costume online. I agree. Yeah. 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 Yeah, put some thought into it, be original, my, have fun with it. My favorite and easiest costume uh, is worn by Trevor Eyre biannually. Uh, it is his start. <laughs> it is his Star Trek uh, shirt. Oh, so yeah. if you're listening, just wear black pants and get a Star Trek logo on your shirt. Um, I found that was the most ingenious costume. <laughs> yeah. and you get the perfect person better. to pull it off is is Trevor Eyre. So. Yeah. He's probably seen zero episodes of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Also an avid listener, eh? An avid listener. Shout yeah, out. he's excited for this one. I, I told him uh, it'd be posted tomorrow. I'll have to get him up. We'll have to get him on for, soon. I want to get him on to talk about Red Hat and stuff, but we'll see. He's a busy man. All right. Like we all are. Um, you know, I think that's good. I think we should wrap it up. We've been going for... Uh, close to an hour here. Um, I'll just like to close on this. I think Halloween's better than Christmas. Yeah, uh, hands down. You don't have to see family. You can get fucked up. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a more fun holiday for me. There's less commitments, like Jimmy just said. I don't know. <laughs> I like Halloween. It's a good. Ho- it's a good holiday. It's a good one. All right. So, uh, Mike, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, boys. Uh, sharing your infinite knowledge um yeah it was a good time well thanks for having me guys all right from all of us here at l um you know the business boys we say thank you for tuning in you guys have a fantastic week happy halloween and check you later peace out